I remember back in the late 1980s, my wife and I bought a house. And at the time, the interest rates for homes were running between 13 and 15 percent. We actually had a 13.5 percent interest rate. But that was the norm, and we wanted a home, so we bought it. It came with a 3-2-1 buy-down, which means that the builder actually bought down the interest rate for one year to 10.5%. And then it went up every year by 1% to 115 12.5%, and then 13%, 13.5%. What happened is it got us in the home, but each year the payment went up. And after a few years, we decided just to sell the home because interest rates were dropping. But we decided to be debt free. And so we began a journey. We stopped having car payments. Once we paid off the car, we put that payment into the bank so we could pay cash for the next car. Now, we have had a mortgage until about 19, 2008, excuse me. Then we paid it off. Other than that, we're debt-free. But we made a plan to be debt-free. Now, why am I telling you all of this? Because when you look at your relationship with God, you are debt-free to God. He has paid your debt. He has absorbed your debt, your sin. But what has he given you in return? He does this with his grace. But in return, he gives you his Holy Spirit, his very presence. And in his presence, because of the work of Christ, you are justified before God. He does not take your sin into account when you go to him. Please keep this in mind. As we look at Romans 13, can you pay back God for what he did? No, you can't, because only God could do that. But can you render service unto God? The answer is yes. Because of the work of Christ and his Holy Spirit, you can now respond to God's will. Without Christ and the sacrifice, you were given over to sin all of the time. But because of Christ and his Holy Spirit, you can know God's will and respond to it because Christ is light in your life and not darkness. This is what it says. Owe nothing to anyone except to love one another. For he who loves his neighbor 
has fulfilled the law. Oh, nothing to anyone except to love one another. For he who loves his neighbor has fulfilled the law. So what does God want all Christians to do? There's individual guiding by the Holy Spirit, but then there's the guiding of the entire body of Christ. And when God writes something like this in his word, it's for the entire body that all Christians are to do this. Owe nothing to anyone except to love one another. For he who loves his neighbor has fulfilled the law. For this, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet. And if there is any other commandment, it is summed up in this saying, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. It's one thing that if you're committing adultery and you repent. It's another thing if you're stealing and you repent. But it's a completely different level of salvation to love your neighbor, to see them as your neighbor. Instead of committing adultery and sinning against yourself, you see that if you do something, you sin against your neighbor. You steal from your neighbor. You covet of your neighbor. But what God does through you is the same thing that he offers to this world. He offers grace, love, and forgiveness. And that's what you're supposed to do. When you see your neighbor, you are to love them. And it's a fulfillment of the law. Prior to salvation, you could not do this. It's only in the very presence of God, a holy God, that you're even aware of it. Paul continues, he says, Do this knowing the time that it is already the hour for you to awaken from sleep. For now salvation is nearer to us than when we believed. The night is almost gone and the day is near. Therefore, let us lay aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us behave properly as in the day, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual promiscuity and sensuality, not in strife and jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh in regard to its lusts. Why is it that so much sin takes place in darkness, that people wait until the lights are turned out? 
because they don't want their deeds revealed. People put out spotlights and cameras in front of their businesses to prevent crime. What about you? What would happen if you put Jesus Christ in every moment of your life? The light of Christ, the presence of Christ. Because when you're in the very presence of Christ, you don't want to sin. You want to follow Him and His holiness. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh in regard to its lusts. Father, thank you for turning on the light in our life. And that light is you, Father, and your Son, Jesus Christ. Because when you came into our life, you brought light and revelation of sin. But more importantly, you brought revelation of grace and holiness. You let us see sin for what it is, and you let us see your forgiveness and grace. Father, thank you for drawing your child today into the light and allowing them to owe nothing to anyone except love today. Amen.